0: Through acceptance you can move up to love joy and peace so easily but accepting mm. shit things are happening is very hard and it takes a lot of practice like if something goes bad yeah and you accept it it's not it's not that easy and it can take you know a day or a week or two weeks or whatever to start accepting what's happening or what's happened But once you get there yeah then you can move through
1: What is going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Uncovered podcast with Nick and Femi. I'm here, your boy, the host of the most, Mr. Femi. And I'm here with the most amazing co-host, Joel Dunn. And then Nick not say, but whatever about that. Oh
2: wow. Like I really thought you started this morning like it was a different person. I'm like, wow, oh, this guy's really changed. Like, like, nah. Still the same old a-hole. What the hell? <laughs> what's good, people? Nick, what's happening, bro? Why are you hey. hey, man, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm excited. I'm pumped. We've got an incredible guest with us. And, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just loving these conversations, and I'm really just hoping that it just spreads a lot of value to a lot of you guys. So, pumped to be able to deliver it.
1: 100%. So, here we have quite a special guest, as they always are. They always are. It's someone that we've known for a while now. We've been in like business courses with him before. We've seen him kill it, smash it in all different areas of life. But now we're going to get him to set, you know, talk from a little bit of a different angle. We have the one and only Mr. Joel Dunn, man. What is happening, my man?
0: Boys, boys, uh, excited to be on. Yeah, interesting. I love some of the interviews you've done already on the podcast, and I'm um, happy to be part of
2: it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I think this one's going to be really sick, man. Like, obviously, like, you know, like Femi said, we've been in business courses together. You've seen us from when we literally just like started business and had no idea what the hell we were doing. Spending like $10,000 on ads until we got our first sale. And like, it's just been so much growth with you and I together. So it's really an honor to be able to have you on our podcast and for you to be able to share your experience and your learnings with us. So I'm really excited to get straight into it yeah let's do it pumped nice. awesome ben. awesome ben well look the way i want to kind of kick this off man joel like talk to us you know your father you got a beautiful child is it one child or is it two? Three. 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 <laughs> you know that kind of that, that kind of information doesn't jump up in the public you know <laughs> that <kind of> information. <laughs> But that's tell us I man, need, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, expected, <bro>. but, <laughs> but tell us man, like what has been your biggest learning up to date so far since being a father? Yeah,
0: wow. That's uh that's a really big question and there's so <laughs> many so many. I, I think um one thing is like just the presence kids have. Like they're mm. so present, they're so in tune with where they're at and who they are, especially with the younger they are. Um, like my four-year-old, he'd be crying hysterically one minute because you gave him three strawberries instead of four and then <laughs> laughing five <laughs> seconds later because that's they just get everything out in the moment and like one one sort of story that rings a bell or rings true about being present is my Oldest daughter Lola, she was probably about three at the time, she's 10 now. And I got home from work, I was doing wedding photography at the time, and um, I was very stressed. I was a very stressful time. So she wanted to play dolls, and she had these little dolls, and we were playing dolls together. And um, I wasn't present at all, I was just thinking about the office, thinking about work and she said dad you're not playing with me and i said yes i am i'm playing she said no you're not concentrating and it was like bang like just saying <laughs> just she just nailed it i wasn't concentrating at all <laughs> and that was the moment that was the moment i decided all right this is bullshit. i can't i can't be this stressed um in business anymore because i'm missing out on so much here with with my family so that was a big one that was a real big one mm. yeah and that's something that's something i've tried to in, embody every day or a lot more like i'm not perfect at it obviously but there's things i try to embody and bring my presence back when i'm home yeah
2: mm. yeah and it's amazing eh? like it's crazy how like kids are just so pure and the things that they're able to identify and pick up, like they just got such an eye for attention. It's just the things that we tend to be quite oblivious to that they're just able to pick up just like that. Mm. And that's why it's such an interesting question that I asked because kids with kids and children, like you learn so much. Like they bring out another side to you that you had no idea whatsoever. And obviously, we're like we're not dads. I don't know about Themi, but I'm not a dad. So um, <laughs> so like it's very interesting to see what it looks like.
1: Well it's crazy because I actually it's so funny that you mentioned that, because I am a dad and Nick's my child. And <laughs> you feel like, like the brain capacity of like a like a four-year-old job. <laughs> that's why it keeps me up to date about like kind of like being like that. So thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no to be honest very fair enough comeback very fair enough comeback i could have. <laughs> but yeah man I, I think that's sick and like you touched on just even with your story that you were sharing that how you know there was a lot of business stresses a lot of external factors and you really struggled with being present so how did you actually balance going all in on your business whilst you know maintaining your family and keeping that dynamic in that relationship
0: yeah look it was something i battled with probably for quite a few years like i i was i didn't do well for quite a few years and um then i bought little things in to help improve that so one of the big things because i had my studio at home at one stage that was just a granny flat at the back my photography studio so literally mm. work and life were just so into time um so i had a thing i did where um when i left the studio um at the back of the house like photography studio when i shut and locked the door that like mechanism of actually doing that was like my switch off point so when i locked it, it as like mentally i'm like that's it the business is done and now it's family time mm. and it's just a really simple little thing but it has to be something you do every day like can't be you know if you catch the train it can't be driving home if you catch the train sometimes and sometimes you drive it has to be something you do like it might be putting your keys now for me it's putting my keys and my i get my phone and my keys in my wallet and i put it at the front door on the bench and then that's that's done and for, for an hour at least an hour i'll leave my phone there if not more because when this is in your pocket and you're at home and it's buzzing and emails and facebook's going off you're not you know it takes your attention away all the time so Having that switch off is super important because then you can fully focus. And you know, sometimes you do that and you're still talk thinking about work, but the concept is really strong to get that presence, yeah. Mm. The thing is, like if you don't have those switch off points when you have your own business, you slowly, slowly just burn, 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 burn out because you're not switching off, you're not having that time away. And it's just like, and you get less productive, you get less creative, everything sort
2: of suffers. So you need that switch off point. Yeah, exactly right. And that was something that even myself, when I was going into business, I struggled with a lot because business ends up being your whole life. You put your heart, sweat and tears into making this thing work. And it's very hard to kind of like, without putting those practices and habits in place, it's very difficult to just switch off. And especially with our businesses, a lot of it, we run it on social media. So a lot of like the Facebook advertising, a lot of the conversations and stuff that we're having, like it's constantly, it's all through like a click of a button on our phone. So it's so easy for us to immerse ourselves within it. And I think that's a fantastic um, habit that you implemented as part of your, your routine to be able to like, you know, obviously everything's on social media. So I'm going to put my phone in the section in front of my house and I'm, I'm going to try to disconnect from it, mm. which I think is so powerful. Did that take you a while before you were able to kind of get into that that uh, habit, or what was that actual journey like?
0: Yeah, look, a lot of what I found, I just it's trial and error. You try stuff, see if it works, all that sort of thing. I think, um, like when when I first got that switch off thing, phones weren't a big like I'm not as you're I'm not as young as you guys, so phones weren't <laughs> a big thing then. My Facebook wasn't even a re- Facebook wasn't really a thing back then, right? So. This was you just texting phone calls on that. Now it's like your alarm clock, your diary, your Facebook—like everything's on there, right? So mm. it's interesting. Like you find, you know, I'll come home now, I'll put it down, and you'll be doing something. And you know, I might be talking to my wife, and she'll ask me a question. I'll go, ah, oh. and then you'll go to reach your phone because you go, "What are you doing tomorrow? Or what's the weather? Like or anything? It's all on your phone. You're like, oh shit, mm. I don't know. <laughs> <It's down there. laughs> um, yeah. So, So sometimes I'll, you know, if I need to go, I'll go down there and I'll quickly look on it down there. I won't bring it back up and I'll put it back down and then head up. Um, Because I was finding when you, like, especially when I started the coaching business probably as well, I was probably more on my phone because like you said, you got people messaging, you got ads going, you got different things and you think if I don't get back to people like in five minutes, they're going to lose interest or... Mm. which is not true. Like you've got to, you've, you've got to set the boundaries for your business. And mm. um, if you only reply to people in these hours, so be it. And if they're, that, if they're keen, they're, they're going to still be there. You don't have to be 24 seven.
2: hundred percent. That's so true, man. And that's very hundred percent. Your story, bro. Like I was obviously doing a bit of research and doing a bit of reading and just knowing you, I know that you speak a lot about stress and anxiety and particularly You were talking about a time when cash flow was a big thing in your business, like it would fluctuate um, depending on the season and your expenses would increase and your demands would increase as well. How were you, what was that journey kind of like? Talk to us a bit about that.
0: Yeah. So that was when I was doing wedding photography in Melbourne from say October to April, is that's the wedding season, the nice weather, and it was you're, you're rammed rams like seven seven days a week, pretty much six seven days a week all year, uh, all that you know five months, and then in winter it's dead, so cash flow is really high and then it's really low, and I would find that my mood and my stress levels fluctuated with that. So when I was really busy and money was coming in, I wasn't too stressed. I was like, yeah, this is rocking, and then in winter. You know, you're not as busy as the money's not coming in. So the stress builds. And that was, it became apparent after a couple of wedding seasons. I'm not a fast learner, so it took a, <laughs> took a little while. And I just like, it got to a point where it wasn't healthy. It just wasn't servicing me anymore. So I needed to figure out how to get out of that, um, that mindset of like, you know, good sale, I'm happy. Bad sale or no sale, you know, that sucks. and I've come home in a mood. So it was all about, I guess, detaching a little bit from, from the outcome and, and knowing when it was busy. One way I got around this is when it was really busy, I'm, I was really good with my money and I put money aside knowing and worked out my expenses for the year. And like, then I had that reassurance that in winter we still had money there and we, didn't, doesn't, you know, we knew it was going to be like that, so it didn't matter as much.
1: Mm. Mm. So is that something that you've kind of applied because that's just in business, right? Is that something that you've kind of applied in other areas of your life as well? Being able to kind of not be so stressed about the high times and the low times and things like that. Like let's say for example, because even in because it, generally it's it's very, very normal for things to feel overwhelmed when things are hard and to feel happy when things are good, right? Like even in relationships, like even with my and Nick's friendship. Like when things are really, really difficult, you're like, this is the fucking worst, everything about it is shit. But then when things are good and when everything's amazing, this is the best, he's the best bloke ever. But that's like a very, that's not a a grounded approach to relationships or to life. So how did you, did you put that into your other elements and how did you kind of like apply that to less tangible um, aspects of your life?
0: Yeah, it's a a really good question. Um, I think it's easy to be happy when everything's going well, like anyone can do that, Mm. right? Mm. And it takes um, a lot of um, groundedness, self-belief to know that everything's gonna be fine. And I think for me, it's a lot of having faith in in myself and having faith in the universe as a whole and what's happening Mm. and just trust, like a lot of trust. When things aren't going well, you go, I'm trusting this is, I'm on the path. I'm on the right path. If I keep following, you know, what I need to do, that'll work out. Now that's easier said than done, but that's super important. And I think the other thing that helps me, and I did a, like probably from when my daughter was born to through now 10 years ago, heaps of personal development, heaps of like bettering myself and working out my mind and, you know, how psychology and neuroscience and, you know, all those things and different habits that I can put in place for myself that are going to service me and keep me on that almost more of a level pegging instead of having that all the time. And that revolves around relationships, being your dad, um, looking after yourself as a businessman. So having like structure around that with habits, like, like the switching off thing, like my morning routine, like different things like that that are really important. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and I really love what you said about the faith, because I think that's so important. Bebby and I, we, we tend to talk about a topic where we speak about, I'm not judging the thoughts or not judging the experience for what it is. So that way we don't kind of say whether this is good or bad, because when we start having, when we start labeling what those experiences are, then we start to, like you said, you start to feel stress, you start to feel anxiety, and you start to feel all these kind of emotions in your head because you've labeled that thought as like, oh, this is not what should be happening. So now I'm going to associate that with stress and anxiety. Or when these things are good and it's happening, now I'm going to associate that with happiness, joy, and like whatever you want to label it as. But as soon as we can eradicate judging those thoughts and just having that faith, and, you know, this is an experience, this is what, like, is meant to be, this is what the universe or God or whatever your spiritual beliefs tend to be has put in this place for me, then you're a lot more accepting of it and you're a lot more able to see that the positive side and the the gratitude that you can have for that kind of experience, which I think is... For me personally, it took me a long long time for me to be able to get that because I was always labelling stuff. And that's where I was like, that was my downfall, my mindset and my mental health. It was like, fuck, like this is shit. I can't bounce back. My cortisol levels are rising. I can't think straight. But as soon as I was just like, it is what it is, that I was just so grounded in my approach for everything.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry, go, Joel. Go, go. Oh I was going to say you said two key words there acceptance and gratitude like gratitude's part of my daily routine like and it's so powerful because it, it brings you into abundance mindset more so you, and, mm-hmm. and a positive mindset and then acceptance like I don't know if you know the emotional frequency chart but acceptance is like when you can get to acceptance you can move up to love joy and peace so easily but accepting mm. shit things are happening is very hard and it takes a lot of practice. Like if something goes you know, bad you, and you accept it, it's not, it's not that easy and it can take, you know, a day or a week or two weeks or whatever to start accepting what's happening or what's happened. But once you get there, yeah, then
1: you can move through. Mm. Yeah. Mm, true. I love that. I think that that's something that we're, um, that people aren't aware of and people aren't really aware of being like co- being consciously aware of the the active role that we can play in our emotions in the way that we kind of like perceive life and, and handle life because life can get really really sticky life can get really really difficult and I think that it a lot of it comes from judgment of not just other things but of like, like what Nick said of like things are either good or bad. There is no in-between type of thing. And there isn't just is. And because of that, you aren't to accept it because people don't want to accept bad shit. Like if something's bad, I don't want to accept that. Mm. That's why it takes so long for people to be able to overcome things. And it takes so long, Like, even something that's as, as, as real and tough as like someone dying or like breakups, divorce, that's like universally seen as bad shit, right? And people label that and they're like, okay, look, this is really, really bad. So they're unable to accept it for two, three, four, 10, 15 years because one wants to accept bad stuff. But the reason why they're unable to accept it is purely because of the judgment. But if it was a good thing, you're able to accept it straight away. Yep, that's for me. I accept it. But the moment that it's just groundedness and the same way that you accept good things is the same way that you accept bad shit, you're so much more able to just move on with life. And moving on doesn't mean forgetting or disregarding or not having any emotional processes or grieving or whatever it is. It's more just accepting it for what it is and being able to progress with your life. That's what acceptance really is. And like you said, being able to move on from acceptance to love, peace, joy. Um, And that's that's kind of it. And I think that's really, really important because I see it so many times. Like people think that they've accepted shit, but they really haven't. It's because they you know, I mean, either just avoiding it or they don't want to really progress from it because it's bad and bad things aren't.
0: Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. When you don't accept something, you 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 are fighting it. So the more you fight it, the more it sticks around and it just gets worse and worse and like, and you can get stuck in your head more and more and it just self-perpetuates, right? Yeah. But when you can accept it, it's almost like you can, you can release it and you can let it go. And and yeah, it's easier said than done. A lot in a lot of aspects. And like, let's take coronavirus for example. It's happening right now. Like, it's hard to accept that you know I had to shut the photography business here for six weeks. And like, it's okay to be you know stuck in it for a while or not accept it. But and I was there, I was probably definitely there for a while. I was like, no, nah, I'm not accepting coronavirus is going to make an impact. I'm going to push through. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it probably took me a few weeks to go, okay, this might have an impact. This might be pretty crazy. Like, everything's shutting down. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, the fighting of it, and I definitely fought it for a while and I didn't accept it. And like, nah, like, I'm a mindset coach. I'm going to punch through this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and that was perpetuating it more because I was fighting it. And then I went, now, last week or so, like, probably a couple of weeks, I've accepted it a bit more and just, okay, slow down accept what's happening and then it's sort of flowing a bit better now
2: mm. mm-hmm. and, I really, and I really love that I think it's um for people cause I know that you were mentioning that you know post coronavirus pre coronavirus to now coronavirus now was very big different life stages for you and I think this is very relevant right now because to a lot of people the like coronavirus is the thing like this is the I don't want to make this podcast about this but I also want to make it relatable for a lot of people that are going through these kind of things to see that you know, there's bad times, there's good times. Yes, I'm a mindset coach. I'm meant to kind of make it look like, you know, don't worry, it's all right. I don't, you know, it's okay. I'm all no dramas. I'm not affected by this. But if you're able to kind of share your experience in a bit more detail about what that transition was like to you, so that people can just understand a little bit, like, you know, we all kind of go through this. And even though I'm proficient in maybe, you know, breakthroughs of mindset, like I still have my whole whole hard times that I need to overcome. So I'd love if you could just like take a moment to kind of just share what your experience was like pre and now coronavirus.
0: Yeah, sure. Like I think when it first hit, we shut the photography studio and then I put all my energy into the coaching, building a new program out. I thought, all right, cool. Now I've got a bit more time. I'm going to smash this program. So I didn't allow any time to transition or to a, you know what was going on like our kids were homeschooling um the business was shut down like we couldn't see love like everything changed really quickly and i just pushed through for probably the first month and i didn't allow any negative thoughts or anything to pop in and then i i hit a wall like definitely hit a wall and there's a lot of uh, talk about lower emotions guilt shame all that sort of stuff because like no, like I'm a mindset coach, this, does, this shit doesn't happen to me. And I hit like a lot of anxiety. I got a lot of anxiety about it. Um, a lot of like feeling like stuck, stuck energy. Um, and then I took, you know, I consciously said, no, nah, I've got to take, because I put a lot of pressure on myself, obviously being a high achiever and trying to achieve. So I just took all the pressure off for like a week and went into self-care mode and like meditated more went for more walks, spent more time with the family. Like we did some really cool, you know, family walks and different things. Um, we got a fire at the backyard, sat out by the fire and just took the pressure off and mm. was for the first first time in a long time being okay not being busy. Like, mm. I think I was addicted to being, bu- <laughs> addicted to being busy. Like, because I've got two businesses and a family, it's a busy life, right? And, and you take all that away, i think i really like and there's a lot of lessons that come can come out of that coronavirus and everything for me personally i think i was addicted to being busy i was probably holding more stress than i was um acknowledging as well so releasing all that and not spending enough time taking care of myself like as in you know exercise of going for you know meditating as much as i should have or whatever it is but um because i was too busy doing what I needed to do for the family
2: or the businesses. Yeah. Mm. That's epic, man. So what do you think now, now that we've been in this situation, you've gone through this lesson, what are some of the things that you're going to apply onto when coronavirus settles and the situation eradicates, what are you going to now start applying into your life that you didn't, weren't doing before coronavirus hit?
0: Yeah, really good question. I think, um, as far as a coach goes i'm going to bring in a lot more emphasis on self-care as well mm-hmm. so i had i did have that in my coaching but i probably didn't emphasize it enough i've, I've sort of noticed now there's four real aspects to most people that i coach so it's a, being a parent is one being a partner is one being a business owner and then self so you've got four and a lot of time we're we're ignoring one or two of those on a on a pretty heavy basis so it might be you're all in on business and you're neglecting your partner or you're neglecting your kids. Um, I was neglecting self a fair bit. So it's about making it a lot more holistic, holistic. Um, one thing, one big lesson for us as a family is we're going to spend a lot more time not being busy. Like when you got three kids, you got swimming lessons, you got dance lessons, you got basketball, I coach basketball, my wife coaches the kids basketball as well. This Like every night we had shit on. So we're going to pull right back the kids can do a couple a, a couple of activities but we're just busy too busy so we're like we loved spending time on a weekend not having anything to do because you can't see anyone it's just at home so we've played a lot more board games gone for walks with the kids interacted with them more that's been a massive lesson that yeah. they're the they're the they're the important things in life like the joy that's where you get the joy from and like as a parent like I think we neglected or we were too busy to have time to do that a lot,
2: a lot, which is a really big lesson for me. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the self-care, like I think a lot of people struggle with self-care because like you said, like people that are entrepreneurs, people that are ambitious, trying to do amazing things that tends to be the first area that's neglected. It's like, no, I'm going to start putting everybody else first because I'm putting everything else first except for myself, because I put myself as a high achiever. Um, I'm someone that's ambitious and driven. I can, I can suffer as long as other areas of my life start to excel, which was, it's not really the the best approach to do it. And what we always talk about in our podcast and what we tend to preach about is about having like a focal point system where we're able to effectively distribute our points because we're only so finite as human beings that we need to have, like you said, four core areas that you pick that you think are really important. And you really just got to dedicate time and distribute your points to make sure that they're all being hit no matter what. And I think that's a really good key to be finding balance, but also finding that fulfillment, that happiness, that joy, that peace that you were talking about. I think that's absolutely essential for any business owner anyone that's really ambitious to be able to implement into their life.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think like I'd already, um, with being a, like dad, dad's really high for me, like really important for me. So a while ago, a couple of years ago, I set in my structure of my week because I was noticing I wasn't, home as much as i needed to be so i set like tuesday mornings i dropped the kids off at school friday nights i picked them up from school i coached my son's basketball team and i only work one saturday a month so they're in the diary now and the girls here now and you know people i work with they're non-negotiables so you have to have things in your diary that are like then you know my workouts on a wednesday and friday morning at six o'clock they're in the diary they're non-negotiable so you need those things in first and then you work goes in around that. Now, another layer of that is now the self-care stuff that I have to bring in, I think, more, and put them in, like the workouts already in there, but some other little things that are non negotiable So
2: there to keep that level, keep it all working. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. So <clears throat> what I want to do now is that I want to kind of change this dynamic, because obviously you've learned a lot. You've been in business for like ages since like, you know, 22, you had your business that was up and running. Um, tell us about, talk to us a bit more about like the relationship side of things. Now being a parent, um, having like a legitimate family to look after, um, what do you recommend for anybody that's like quite ambitious, anyone that's supposed to get into business and be an entrepreneur? What do you think are some of the key things that you wish you had known now that you could share with someone that's going into business to prevent any business stresses or external stresses from impacting their relationship?
0: Yeah, really good point. Number one is communication has to be communication. So when you're in business early on, I would shut off and I wouldn't share if I was stressed or, you know, I saw it as my role. My job is to make the money. So, you know, I don't need to share that with my partner, but you do, because then they're not on the same page. They don't know what's going on. So Mm. communication, communication is, is key and having, um also having like your values line up or talking about your values like i see a big thing with partners is like you know what's your how do you want to raise kids if you want to if do you want to have kids you know when you have kids how do you want to raise them what are really important values there and like having enough time to sit down and go through those things so you're on the same page all the time and and the other i guess the other thing is trust because when you have a family you've got to trust the other partner. Like my wife makes most of the decisions about the kids stuff because she's in the trenches and she's being the mom and doing it. And I trust whatever she says, you know, well, bigger stuff we'll talk about obviously and financially and business wise, I'll make a lot of those decisions and, um, the bigger ones we'll talk about, but yeah, definitely. Um, communication is, is key. And I guess, um, I'll like early on, I wasn't, I wasn't a good communicator. I bottled stuff up, but when you can, you've got someone that you trust, that you can talk to about, okay, I'm struggling with this. I'm stressed about this. Get it out. It's like, you know, it's a, it's cathartic and like that's important as a business owner to have someone you can just yeah, verbal tire ear on it. Dog. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think that it's even just not, not just with like the romantic relationships, also with a lot of other platonic relationships or family relationships, just communicating and people being on the same page as you. Like no one can help you. No one can talk to you about stuff and no one can empathize with you if nobody knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Like so many times we, we act as superheroes in whatever we're going through in life, not just business, like might be going through work coronavirus like so many of us have been smashed by coronavirus and there's so many people like this people in my life that like they haven't worked for two months and they're still trying to act as though financially they're still on top and it's like it's just silly like everybody knows that it's not that's not the case and no one's judging you for it but if you're not communicating people are just going to act as though everything is sweet and then you're going to feel stressed like why is he asking me to do this? Why is he asking me to do that? Doesn't he know I've got like $8 in my bank account type of thing? And it's like, that's because no, he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody's like, there's no communication there. And it's really, really important that like, when shit's bad, then you talk about it. When shit's good, you got to talk about that too. And that's with everything that's happening in our lives, even just like if we're feeling emotional stress, financial stress, physical stress, whatever it is, no one can be there for you if they don't know. And I think that you'd be surprised, the people that are in your life and that you love, they're usually there for a reason. So they'll more more than likely be proficient in being able to support you in whatever way that they are um, able to support you in. So I think it's really important just to have that confidence and be vulnerable and courageous to be able to kind of say what you feel is really, really important.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's um, like you, you hit the nail on the head. It's being vulnerable um, and that's, that's hard for like a man and a businessman usually because like now I've got this, I'm fine and like stoic and whatever. But That's really important. And, and like I've noticed with my, my clients I'm coaching at the moment, like through the coronavirus, a lot of them were doing really well and we were coaching through it and it's really exciting. And then probably about two weeks ago, there was a big crash like everyone started to really struggle and really like, I think it was a fatigue, you know, a bit of fatigue had set in that people were out of business for quite a while, and not much money coming in, coming into back out of lockdown. I think there's some anxiety around that as well. And the main thing I think people are struggling with is like, there's no control and there's no certainty. Like no one knows what the what's going to happen really. So that was playing and like, I've got people I coach and I'm saying like, reach out if you need, like we have our calls obviously, reach out. And they still, you know, don't reach out. I need to prompt some people because they feel like, no, I've got it. But they, you don't.
2: Reach out and talk to people. That's like the best thing you can do. Yeah, mm, Absolutely. And I think a lot of it stems from because going into business or chasing after a dream, is, it's so ambitious. It's like not a lot of the population or people in this world tend to go after things. So when you make that bold step to be like, you know what, I'm going to be the one that's going to chase after something and then it fails and it crashes and you're struggling... You don't want to be the first one to admit it because a lot of the times in this industry, it's a very lonely journey. It's a very lonely journey and people are going to be like, Oh, see, I told you not to do that. You should have just did your uni degree. (laughs) Or I told you, you shouldn't have quit your job. Now look at y'all. And no one wants to accept that. It's like what Femi was saying. It's that judgment. It's that a judgment that we allow to really take control of our lives and dictate how we move, how we seek for help and do all these kind of things.
1: hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. it's just like, yeah, like you said, just to reiterate your point, Nick, it's like, it's literally the reason why you're not reaching out for help is because you've judged the situation as bad. Like you mm-hmm. told yourself that uh, it's bad to be in this position. It is bad to, to be out of business. It is bad to be this, but in reality, why? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, I can understand your thought process, but it's kind of like, like, if you had, like, what you said, Joel, if you have faith in the process and faith in your journey and faith in whatever your belief system is, would you be so stressed? Probably not. Like, if you're a little kid, right? If you're a little kid and you're going with your dad, going, you know, you're teaching your kid how to, like, ride a bike and you're holding your, you're walking with your kid and he wobbles and you pick him back up and he wobbles and da da da, da And he's going there and he's wobbling, he's wobbling, he's wobbling. He's wobbling he's still he's still smiling and he's still riding because he knows his dad is right there. That's not gonna let him smack his head on the wall and, and all that kind of stuff. He's not gonna try and jump off it by himself and walk himself. He's gonna keep on that bike and keep trying, keep trying to like, you know, ride along because he has faith in his dad that he's able to look after him. And the fact is that like, we're not, when we're doing that type of stuff, we're not acting like we have faith in our process, in our universe, in ourselves and whatever it is. We're just saying. As soon as we wobble, not nah, fucking too much. Too much. I gotta. I gotta jump off. And it's like, do you know what I mean? And that's the reason why we. That's the reason why we stuff up so many times, and we try to fix shit ourselves, or we don't look to ourselves, or the people around us, or to to God, or to the universe, or whatever it is, for that guidance and help.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, all all really relevant points, and um. Yeah, like kids don't not care where their next meal's coming from or, you know, what they, because they just trust it's just all provided for them. You know, that they've just got unwavering faith in it. And like when you're the business owner, you you feel like you're the top, like everything comes down to you, but there is a higher purpose. There is something above you, I believe. Um, I'm not a, I'm not what you'd say religious, or more spiritual, I'd say, but there's, there's a higher purpose or there's something that's always looking at, got your back you've got to just trust and take that step forward. Sometimes when you, it's, it's uncomfortable or it's uncertain um, and it's never been more uncertain than right now. So it's like testing people for sure. I think this whole global pandemic is testing people's faith <laughs> in themselves and in, you know, in, the, in the universe for
2: sure. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So I want to ask you, like, what do you think... Just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, what do you think is the one conversation you believe is so essential for any entrepreneur to have with their intimate partner before trying to go all in in their business, knowing what sacrifices are going to be required? What's that one conversation that you think is paramount?
0: I think it's really important to yeah, sit down and have an open, honest conversation of what it might look like. Like if you're thinking, I'm going to start a business, okay, what's that going to look like? um, turn the TV off, sit down and go, this is best case scenario. This is worst case scenario. This is all in between. What, what are your thoughts? Have you got my back? Should we do it? Like, what are these? You Yeah. Know, everything just hash everything out. Cause you don't want to just go into a business and have not your partner's got no idea what's going on. And then, you know, like any business, it can take a year, six months, two years to really kick off. So there's going to be some struggle. There's going to be some stress. You need to know that they've got your, your back a hundred percent, and and hash all that out. So that's super important. I think, um, like when I started my photography business, I was twenty two. I had no idea what no idea what I was doing, and I said to my wife, well, she was girlfriend at the time actually, and I said to her like, "What do you think?" And she said, "Go for it." That it real simple, and then we had a conversation about it, and I had no idea how hard it would be, or like. I borrowed, I borrowed money to buy a camera off my parents. And then I hired a, a, a laptop and started my business out of a share house. Like if this was the, the living room, I had a little desk in the corner. My mate, two two guys, two of my mates to live with, they'd be watching TV in this corner and I'd have clients over there trying to sell them a wedding, right? At 22 years old. And like with furniture, we picked up off hard garbage and <laughs> And that's how it started. And like looking back, it's like you're fucking crazy. Like that was stupid. <laughs> like <but> it
1: worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, it worked. Somehow it worked.
1: Yeah. That's that faith, bro. That's honestly that faith right there. Like you had no idea that it <laughs> yeah. work, but you're like, oh man, bug it. You know. What I mean? <laughs> no, but I love that. I love that. I love that oh that's amazing but like look i've actually really really enjoyed this conversation joe i think that like it's so much insight and so much relevance and wisdom like i feel like you know dads always have so much of that like that you know that that wisdom do you know what i mean like you there's nothing more than having kids right and being in a, and being in a marriage right like that's some real tough shit. like compared to business business and, and marriage and having kids there's no comparison, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's much harder to have a, a fruitful relationship and a marriage and, a, and children. Um So yeah, look, I'm really, really grateful for it. I'm, I'm gonna really take those tips into how I parent Nick and really be able <laughs> <laughs> to. That is possible, so. um, Nah. Don't worry,
2: Nick. I'll teach you how to ride a bike after. do <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, actually, so dumb. Whoa. Nah.
1: But
2: honestly, man, like that was that was so good, and I really, like, I really, really appreciate you coming up and just being like your true, authentic self. I want to ask you one random question before we wrap up with the rapid fire. Um, but if there was out of all your learnings that you've had so far, what is the one biggest piece of advice, the one biggest thing you'd want to teach your children? If they could take, if they could watch your whole life on a TV screen, and it's like there's one part that I want you to grab out of my life and apply it to your life, what would it be?
0: I think that's a really, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, to be happy. Like that's the goal in life, whatever that is, whatever you want to do. And I think if it's ha- have a job or have a business, do what lights you up. Do what makes you happy and is in alignment with what you do because it doesn't matter how much money you got it's that how happy you are and the relationships you have with people those are the keys like so if you can nail those two things bang you've got it you got it sorted
1: there yeah. boom <laughs> some more fatherly wisdom you know just to <laughs> <of> that <thing. laughs> Uh, so let's do the rap, rapid five questions So it's going to be five questions One word, one sentence Max, short and simple No explanation If we want an explanation we'll chat to you after But um, just really, really simple short ones And then yeah we're going to end it up from there Ready? Favourite movie Good. Bad Boys okay. Which
0: one? Bad Boys The first one
1: the original. Okay, good choice. Mm. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Favorite travel destination.
0: I love camping. Uh we go camping at Bright. Um that or Bali?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, we hate camping. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> when they but they oh, met us bro. we went to the amazing race and they were like, all right guys, you reached your pit stop. He's a tent, like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then you see like you hear like baboons and like jackals and shit next to your room, <laughs> and we were tripping out on malaria tablets because we had to take malaria tablets. <laughs> what an experience, bro! Uh, what's the most important thing in your life? So, items, So, not a phone or a person or a pet or a laptop or whatever, like an item, like a sentimental item? Oh. Mm.
0: That's a good one. What would – sentimental sentimental item. I really, I'd really probably say I've got a notebook that I write, like notes from books I've read or podcasts. That has got – it's like gold, so much gems in it. Like if I was to pass anything on to my kids, it would be that – Here's some life shit right here. <laughs> read this.
1: <laughs> it's not my <laughs> stuff,
0: it's stuff I've read. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. Do And what's the most attractive quality in someone?
0: I
2: think presence and authenticity. Mm. Yeah. I, I like that one. I agree. We've done many episodes and no one said no that. One said no that. one said that. No one has said
1: that. We don't know what episodes were, no one said that. <laughs> And what's your number one tip slash advice for life? Advice for life or business or life? Just life. I think you hit it a little bit earlier. But if you wanted to give something different, a different angle on it,
0: yeah, I'd I'd say like don't sweat the small stuff. Um, yeah, less in here, more in more in your heart, more in your
2: alignment. Mm. So that's powerful, man. That's powerful. That is actually very powerful. People didn't deep that one. That's a really powerful one. Yeah, but that
1: went over their heads. People didn't catch <laughs> it.
2: Like, yeah. <laughs> <the> ball, <laughs> Say it one more
1: time. Say it one more time for
0: him. Okay, I so, said, <laughs> don't sweat the small stuff is key and live more in your heart than in your head. Like, get out of your head, drop in your heart, and move from there.
1: Take action from there. No. I'm gonna end it there because anything else I say after that is irrelevant. It doesn't. (laughs) doesn't, That was really, really, really special, Joe. Man, honestly, like there was so much, like really grounded wisdom, and I don't even know if you realize how 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 much of an impact you're gonna have with that with what you just said. So I'm really, really grateful. Really, really grateful for that. Yeah, Nick, do you have anything that you want to say before we completely wrap it
2: up? No, man, I think that, like, we've said a lot. Like, this has been such an incredible episode. And I'm just really humbled that you're able to share what you've learned with all our audience and everyone listening. And I really hope, like we always say, that people are able to take out bits and pieces from what they've learned and apply it to their life. And I want to say that if anyone was listening right now and there's been, like, a aha moment or there's been, like, a, oh that, like, I like that part, I want you to pass that on share that with some other people we want to really make this global we want to be able to impact and change the course of so many people's lives that are listening to our episodes so i really encourage you guys that if there was something that you got out of this pass it on share with your friends share it on your socials because that can really go a long way and me personally i would love to also hear what you learned as well and i'm sure joel would so don't hesitate to reach out to us at our instagram at nick and femi and share what you've learned and joel for the guys i want to reach out to you and maybe have a chat with you what's the best place for them to connect with you on
0: yeah probably probably facebook um jd mindset coaching um and on facebook and yeah reach out there i'd love to yeah if anyone wants to chat or um hit me up for sure and it's been awesome being on with you guys had heaps of fun as usual you know you guys so much energy love it and um yeah thanks <laughs> for having me oh, thank you so
2: much mm-hmm. so, Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for another episode of Uncovered with Nick and Femi. Um, hope you guys learned a lot from this. As always, like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a review. I would love to hear what you guys learned, what you didn't like, what you'd want to hear more on, etc., etc. And like always, follow us on our socials at Nick and Femi. Also check out the visuals and YouTube at Nick and Femi. And that's it for us. You guys have an amazing day, and I'll speak to you guys very soon. Pieces! doses.